Hey, if you're a repeat listener, please leave us a review or a rating. It would really help catapult us into the top 100. We're bouncing in and out on a weekly basis, and a review or a rating from you on your favorite podcast app would go a long way. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome back to another Saturday Shorts episode. Today, we are going to talk about five quick SEO wins that you can do in your e-commerce business. Whether you're dropshipping or not, all of these things are relevant to any e-commerce business. So real quick, five SEO e-commerce wins. Uh, Number one, add the JSON-LD app to your store. It is $299, which is not a small amount, but it is a one-time fee. It is constantly updated. And it handles everything you need for organizational markup, schema markup, all the markups. Just go download the JSON LD app. What do you think, John? The great thing about that app is it's it's one of those apps that doesn't, you know, we're all saying don't have too many apps, don't have too many apps. You know what I mean? This is an app that does not affect how your site runs, right? Uh, it just sets in the, the the schema markup and all that sort of stuff and keeps it up to date for you. So you never have to think about it again. And if you want to rank organically, this is something you absolutely do need. Uh, so yeah, big thumbs up on that one. The next one is like not so much of an easy thing, but something that I think can be a quick win. So you're going to need a developer for this one, but it's removing within collection. So if you go to your Shopify store and you go to a collection page and you click into a product, it's likely going to be slash collection, slash collection name, slash products, slash product name. Now, if that product exists in multiple collections, you now have the same product page duplicated over and over and over again. There is some canonical code that everyone should definitely add to their Shopify store. That's a different subject. But if you simply remove this within collection, now everywhere that product exists, it's being pointed to one product page. So you're instantly removing duplicate pages, adding a bunch of internal links, and giving one source on the web for your product to exist rather than having multiple sources this isn't super easy to do depending on the theme you're on. You do have to remove some code. You might have to add some meta fields in order to uh, hijack the breadcrumbs for which the product shows up uh, or just remove the breadcrumbs if you don't care about them. But uh, this is a necessary evil in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. And and if people aren't, aren't aware of, of why this is important, having a lot of duplicate pages on your site is a bad thing SEO-wise, right? Duplicated content Google doesn't like it. It devalues um, the work that you might put into pages that you're trying to rank if you've got a ton of other duplicate content on your site. And so it affects your site's overall ability to rank any of the pages on your site if you've got lots of duplicated content. So um, one of the things we try to do is find any opportunity we can to remove any duplication from our site. And certainly in Shopify, there this is not the only way it can happen. There are a number of ways that you can inadvertently create pages that you don't really see right or you don't know they're there kind of thing but they are there and google sees them uh and uh it it can hold you back and some people i think sometimes are held back without actually knowing it 100 percent. shopify is great but it's not perfect by any means especially on the seo front all right number three lazy load your youtube videos i use code for this i know there's some apps out there that uh do it like cozy youtube video i believe is one but uh, i challenge you to Go look at a page where you have a YouTube video inside an iframe, run that through a speed test, then either 
insert some code so that it doesn't run the JavaScript until someone clicks on it or use one of the apps that does that for you and run it again through the speed test. What I found was you actually like double your lo- like the if you're if it's taking six seconds to load, God forbid, it now takes three seconds to load um, when you remove this JavaScript. So uh, with my code, the user actually has to click twice. They click it, loads the JavaScript, then they have to click the play button. Some of these apps, it's one click. But either way, it's delaying the actual loading of the YouTube video. It's still displaying the the card, the picture with the play button, but it's not actually loading the YouTube video until somebody actually clicks on it. Yeah, uh, this is a big one for me. You see, I see people often who have like three or four YouTube videos on a product page, and then you go to Google PageSpeed Insights, and anyone can do this. Go to Google PageSpeed Insights, load one of your product pages that has videos on it, and see what the biggest individual asset on that page is, and it will always be that YouTube video. And whether somebody clicks on it or not, it instantly loads. And so, yeah, it sucks up a ton of resources to load that. Uh, And that affects your page speed and page speed is a ranking factor for Google. So anything you can do to bring it down, if you've got videos, this is 100% your biggest win from a page speed perspective. If you've got them on your site, just as a standard Shopify embed. So whether you do it with the code or an app, ideally you do it by coding, but if, if that seems too hard, get an app and just do it because there's there's a really quick win right here. Yeah, next up, I feel like this is another overlooked thing uh, when it comes to most business owners, especially if you've been around a while. So I like to call this the footprint audit uh, where uh, here's how I like to explain. So if you go to Google and you type in site colon yourwebsite.com, hit enter, it'll tell you how many pages they have indexed. Now, now, how many of those actually need to be indexed? I'm going to guess it's a lot less than is there. So the first place I like to uh, to look for these pages that don't need to be in the index are in your pages. Oftentimes, you'll create like a Black Friday sale or some random sale or some uh, terms of service or privacy policy. Some of these just don't need to exist at all and you can delete them. Some of them should be no index. Like they need to exist on your site, but no one's going to Google and searching your business privacy policy, right? If they're looking for that, they can go to your website and see that. The other place is like rogue collections. Some people like overuse collections to help sorting. Uh, you don't need to have these collections necessarily, which again, duplicates all the products like we talked about earlier. Sometimes you sell a brand and you stop selling the brand. And so you leave the products there. You just stop selling them. You don't promote them anymore, but they still exist on your site. So there's a lot of products there. So I want you to think about if you go back to that search site, colon, your website.com, the number that's there, let's say it's a thousand. You have to put a thousand cups out on a table and then you have a gallon of water, which is your domain authority or uh, DR or whatever you like to use to represent how much authority your website has. And you're pouring that through all a thousand cups. Now, if we can remove 20% of your website by removing some of those pages, no indexing, removing collections, some products, things like that, and 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 pour that water back into the other 800 cups, now we have a higher level of water throughout the site, right? And so we're increasing our authority by removing some of our footprint, if you will. And it doesn't have to be deleting. You could just know index pages that don't need to be indexed by Google, but do need to exist on your site. Dude, that's such a gold explanation. I love that one. I think I've heard you say it before. It's such a simple way of thinking about it. But it's it's right. A lot of people assume that more pages is actually better, right, on their website. Like having tons and tons of pages is going to increase my chances of ranking and that's actually definitely not true. Uh, so, yeah, great one. Love it. 
And I think just doing this exercise causes you to find shit that you've overlooked for way too long. Like uh, I'm doing this right now with a client and there's collections that he, you know, kind of forgot about, or there's product pages he forgot about, or there's products he tried and maybe they don't necessarily work on this website. And we got like, I would say the average person that I personally work with removes nearly like a third of their website when we go through this exercise. That's a lot. Like that's, that's a whole lot. Yeah. Personal example for me, when I, with my first website, right, before I knew anything about SEO, I used, and I was just into ads and stuff. I used to create collection pages constantly to run search text ads to like really specific collection pages with just a, the, a specific filter on them and use it as a landing page for ads, but they weren't linked to the site. They were just like all these orphan collection pages and which means they're not, you know, interlinked into your internal link system or anything like that. And yeah, there were, I had tons of them and that's a really bad thing from an SEO perspective, but I just did it because I didn't know any better. Well, final, uh, <laughs> You know, this is supposed to be a short episode. We're at nine minutes here, but we'll keep going anyway. The final of our Saturday short easy SEO win is to change the widget title on your review widget. So most people are using judged or stamp.io. And if like think of the product you're selling. If you go to Google and type in your product name, likely what already shows up as like also searched is that product name and reviews. So a really, really easy win is to change your widget title from customer reviews to product name reviews. And so when we had this idea, we reached out to stamp.io and they were like, yeah, we can add that. So in your stamp.io widget editor, you have the ability to add this. They give it to you. Uh, then I started working with clients who use judge.me and I was like, uh, let's let's call judged and say, hey, can you do this? And so they changed that for me on judge.me as well. Uh, so thank you both stamp and judge for doing that. It's really easy. Go into your widget editor and go to the title and it'll say also available and it should be right next to there. So super easy win here to change the widget title. Great one. Easy. Everyone should do it. And and you should be using one of those two apps for your reviews as well if you're not already. I, I particularly like Stamped. Uh, great app, great support. You know, been using it for years. I'm a Stamped guy too, but uh, I've been hearing a lot of like Okendo and God forbid, Yachtpo. I know my buddy Moise Ali is not a Yachtpo guy. He he bitches on Twitter daily about them. But do you have you seen anyone else using anything else that's worthwhile? The first one I actually used was Yachtpo um, okay. way back in the day when it was like 30 bucks a month. And then they jacked the price up to like whatever they went to, thousands of dollars a year. And uh, I never went back. I don't use anything else, honestly. I've, I've, not, I've used judge.me. I've used stamp.io. Uh, and never felt a reason to really look past those because I think they're. I lean towards stamped, but I think they're both fantastic. I agree. So just to wrap it up, go get the JSON LD app. Have a developer r- remove within collection. Lazy load your YouTube videos. Do a footprint on it, and no index what doesn't need to be there. Delete what doesn't need to be there, and change your review widget H2 heading to product name reviews. And those are five quick wins for you. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.